welcome to the Beers and Bible Podcast, a podcast that explores God's Word while enjoying the fruits of God's creation. You can find us on Instagram at beersandbible underscore, on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible Podcast, and on Twitter at beersandbible.p1. You can also email us at beersandbiblepodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy what you hear on Beers and Bible, please consider leaving a five-star rating and a review on your podcast platform to help us promote this podcast. Billy Currington summed it up well when he said, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. So let us join our hosts, Michael and Anthony, for this week's discussion. Welcome back to episode number 69 of the Beers and Bible podcast. I am Anthony. And I am Michael. And we are happy to be back with you this week. Uh, we're going to drink some more beer. We're going to talk about the book of Habakkuk. But before we dive into that, Michael, how's your week been, man? It's been good. Um, we've Work's been like really weird, just kind of busy a couple of days, and then the last couple of days have been real slow. Mm-hmm. Um, family's good. My wife's job is driving her crazy, but I think that's <laughs> Isn't just that what jobs are supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. I was about to say, I think that's just what work is. So, mm-hmm. um, son's good. Family's good for the most part. So we're, we're rocking and rolling. How about y'all? Nice, man. We're busy. I feel like this week I have been put through the ringer. Um, we had a, we had a company meeting last week. Mm-hmm. Not really a company meeting. It was uh, we're a part of a group. So I work for an automotive recycling uh, facility, and and we had a, a meeting. There's a bunch of us that kind of work together in team, and all the owners and managers all got together. And so we went down to Disney World, of course, because when you're in Orlando, that's what you do. And that trip was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, nonstop. And then I walked into like a desk full of stuff. Because my boss ended up not going with us because his daughter got COVID. Mm. <laughs> and so when the boss is at home, at work, by himself. That pesky Rona. <laughs> he he went through everything while we were off. And there's this huge pile of stuff to do on my desk. And so I have been putting in extra hours this week to to get caught back up to from being off for a few days even though i was off to go do work stuff you thought that work (laughs) meeting was like a a reward for or your work trip was a reward for something no it was just an opportunity for your boss to find more stuff for you to do (laughs) when you got back it was good though i mean it needed to be done but you know it's it's it is what it is so that's but yeah man we're good we're we're staying busy, you know. We're we're like y'all. We've had these this. It's been really weird this year. Um, normally, January is really busy for automotive recyclers because people start filing their taxes, mm-hmm. and when they start filing their taxes, they use those services and get their their like their refund advance or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they'll bring their refund over to us and buy car parts to get their cars fixed. And so, like the beginning of the year is usually just this insanely busy time, and it was last year until corona hit Mm -hmm. and this year it's just been really weird like we'll have one busy day and then we'll have nothing for like two days yeah have a busy day and then like nothing for two days and so we have that same thing i think um ours has more to do with uh so i work for a loudspeaker manufacturer and we service mostly stadiums and 
big you know churches and that kind of thing and those places just aren't being used the way they yeah. have been in the past so until we get back to a more regular life you know our our current normal is going to be the normal for a while yeah it's going to be weird for a little bit yeah but also too like i think for you and i could be wrong on this but haven't they delayed when you can start filing your taxes this year? Well, uh, so that's actually bad for us. Yeah, I was about to say um, that. I think that might be part <laughs> of the reason why you haven't seen the business that you. Yeah. So what they well what happened is so they push back business filings and there's a lot of businesses that have to file taxes in in uh, January for like the last quarter of the year. They pushed that back one month, and so businesses didn't have to pay their taxes. But they also didn't pay us. <laughs> that sucks. Which, so it's been it's been really it's been really weird because um, normally in January and into February we plan for uh, an influx of cash. And I mean, what I do is I run the finances, and so we plan for an influx of cash. Well, that influx of cash never came, and right. so we're sitting here going, "Oh shoot, how do we? <laughs> we we've got to adjust our plan, and we've got to adjust it fast." Yeah. So, but you know, it's just a challenge for each day and, and we take it one day at a time. And, and the yep. motto that we, that me and the, and the boss, the owner, uh, live by is we just say, do the right thing. So we, we look at what we have, we look at what we can do and we say, let's just do whatever the right thing is. And that's what we do. So, yep. and that's really all you can do. Yep. That is it. Well, we've got some beer tonight. What do you have on tap for, for drinking so tonight I have gone back to the High Wire Brewing Company, which you did several weeks. You did it the week I was able to find the Hershey Porter. Okay, that's right. So um, I haven't actually had a High Wire. Um, you did. You gave your lager for Luther's. American Lager. That was a good one. So I've got the High Wire Raspberry Wow Wheat Ale. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you experienced, their website is garbage. It has, <laughs> when I say garbage, it has no information. Yeah. It's basically like, it, here's some places you can find it. Good luck. And make sure you don't get COVID. Like that's, that was the whole <laughs> gist of the website. So all I've got, um, un, uh, the social media untapped site is, um, is, is a good source here. Um, Raspberry Wow has 9% ABV. It's got five IBUs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they, it looks like they just got a description maybe off the can or something, but, uh, huge notes of fresh raspberries sit atop a strong wheat backbone. So, nice. um, I, I wonder if it'll taste kind of like a, like a blue moon or something like that. That's a, I don't know. A wheat ale. Yeah. I'm not with a little bit of flavor. Yeah, I'm not typically a fan of wheat ales, but the mm-hmm. packer store I went to didn't have a ton of variety. But I was looking for something yeah. a little different. Um, I also I haven't tried it yet, but I did buy a single can of um, White Claw. Oh, nice! So it was a, it was a big can. It's a can. It's like a sixteen ounce can, but it's Are White you Claw. Get white girl wasted? I don't. Th- I don't know. <laughs> Me and my wife were talking about it, and she said that based on what she has heard from other people, you can't really taste the alcohol in White Claw. No. And depending on what you're looking for, that may or may not be something that you want. I like so, the taste of alcohol and stuff, so Yeah. My my wife loves Trulies, which I think are they're supposed to be similar to White Claw. It's like a white, like a white claw knockoff. Yeah. I, I think it's the I think it's 
like White Claw is like rich white girl wasted, and Truly is like poor white girl wasted. It's like trailer girl, so. trailer, <laughs> trailer trailer park. Wasted. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I don't know. We don't discriminate. Uh, We're just <laughs> you trying to get an, uh, ex- a description. So yeah. Nice. So that's what well, I got. I what have, do you have? I have tonight the Grolsch. I can't think that's how you say it. G R O L S C H. Grolsch Pilsner. And th- I mean, this is like this is the epitome of regular beer. I think um, just a standard Pilsner, uh, which a Pilsner is is like a lager. It's more like a lager mm-hmm. than it is an ale. Um, but their description says it's a crisp, malty pilsner with deep with depth of flavor that appeals to a developed palate. So we're gonna see if I have a developed palate tonight, and if that this appeals to me. Um, something fun. All of their stuff that they list, because I guess they're a Bavarian company or German, one of the two. So everything is in uh, standard and not, or was it metric and not standard? Mm-hmm. So they do. You should drink it six to eight degrees Celsius. Which I think is maybe in the fifties, somewhere forties. Um, it, it has uh, energy. It has forty calories of energy in it. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about, uh, but they give you the whole breakdown. And this one is basically four ingredients. You got water, barley, hops. Actually, three ingredients: water, barley, and hops. And that's it. That's all that's in this beer. Hey, keep it simple. That's right. Dude, your, so, the bottle you have is dope. Yes. So I always thought that these bottles were made by the company, and they were made for people who did, like, homebrewing and stuff, because it's just, it's the the cap doesn't come off, and you can reseal the bottle. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's like a flip top, and you can reseal it. Well, I didn't realize that they actually made beer, too, so yeah. I was like, sweet, I'm going to get some bottles and some beer. Yeah. I'm a simple person tonight. I've got just a can. <laughs> but it's a tall can. It's a 16-ouncer. It's not going to fit in my glass. It's a tall boy. Yeah. You got a tall boy? Tall boy. So, so I don't, with all that said, I don't know how this is going to sound when it pops open. It so, might just sound you know. like... <laughs> I don't know. Nothing. It might out. sound like nothing. So let's crack this open, pour, pour them up, and see what we get. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Crack. Ooh. That was kind of fun. That was cool. Oh, that mine mm. smells sweet. This thing smells pretty good. So I've learned that uh, in the UK or Europe or not America, they either put beer in an eleven point two ounce can, mm-hmm. or they put it in a big old like sixteen ounce can, like this is. Yeah. I'm glad we have 16 ounces tonight. I'm going to see how much of this I can get in my glass. I think I might have just found out I have a 16-ounce glass. <laughs> I definitely have a 16-ounce glass, but if I try to fill it, it'll be like all the way to the rim, and then I'll spill it. So, Yeah, I've got I'm a... Get mine's, close. I got mine all the way in with a, just a little bit of foam. I'm afraid to move it because I don't want to spill. <laughs> but And you can't really see it because I'm using my mug that's got pictures of my family on it. Oh, Nice. So, but there you go. That's awesome. It's got a cool color. It's, I mean, it smells like a fruit beer. That's what it smells like. Okay. I hope it tastes like fruit beer because it's raspberry. I like raspberries. I like raspberries more than oranges. Well, there you go. So. Might be better. I think we need to turn up and see what happens. Let's turn them up. Here we go.
Okay. All right, I'm gonna let you go first because you have the uh, you have the cool flavor beer tonight. Okay. Um. So I guess I should have tapered my expectations when I read this only has five IBUs. I was expecting a much more tart flavor because raspberry is a tart fruit. Yeah. Um. I mean, the ras- I de- can definitely taste raspberry there. Um. It's not as good as some of the other fruit flavored stuff that we've had, and it's yeah. not as good as what my current my current favorite fruit drink is from I think it's the Atlanta Atlanta Brewing Company or Atlanta Cider Company. One of them they have an uh, they have a cherry pie cider. Ooh, um, that's have to find that. that's currently my favorite fruit flavored anything. Um, nice. This one's. This one's pretty good. Um, I think I'm going to come in at four Luthers. Okay. I can't go down to three and a half because like, I have a special <laughs> expectation of three and a half, and it's a little bit better than that. Okay. Um, I'll give it four Luthers. It's good. It's If you like, um, if you like sweet, um, sweet fruit flavored drinks then you'll like this you'll like it i don't okay. know if that means i have to surrender my man card or not but um <laughs> well being that uh this week i i was uh i follow the yingling beer company and they announced this week that they have a a new beer that they're making i think it may already be out but it's a mango flavored and it's called like the rage rage something mm-hmm. um and Raging know, Eagle. Eagle. There it is, the Raging Eagle. Yeah. Uh mango flavored. It's a Pilsner. Pilsner. And they did so well with the Hershey's chocolate that I I really want to try it mm-hmm. and see how good it is. Uh see if it's see if it's worth it. Hopefully someplace down here will get it. Yeah, I'm, we'll see. I'm looking to see where it's lo- where it's gonna be available. So but uh, while you're looking for that, I'll talk about mine a little bit. Um, I had I really didn't have like any kind of crazy expectations. I just thought this was going to be a regular beer, and that's exactly what it is. Um, just tastes like a something that you would drink with dinner. Um, it's kind of got the novelty feel with the special bottle, and and uh, this stuff apparently has been brewed since this way since 1615. So I mean, they they at least have a good recipe for just kind of your your. Not, I don't want to say average, but just your typical straight-up beer, mm-hmm. uh, Pilsner beer. And so I'm going to give this one uh, – I'm going to get. I'm gonna be a little bit weak. Uh, I'm going to give it three and a half simply because there's just not – I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. It's This is a Miller Lite. It's a Coors Lite. Uh, maybe a little bit better than that. Um, but, but I, you know, I'd be like a Miller or a Coors. I'd be at like two or two and a half, you know, maybe three. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I'm going to come in three and a half. It's not bad. It is a good beer. I wouldn't, uh, you know, I'm I'm not upset that I have three more that I can drink with uh, with dinner for the next few nights and enjoy that or enjoy enjoy them over the weekend out on my porch with a pipe watching the Super Bowl on Sunday. Um, and now you know when we're recording this, when it actually drops, it'll be like <laughs> you know middle of March or something like yeah. that. I think. Um, but uh, but yeah. I'm gonna come in three and a half Luthers. It's a good, it's good beer. It's not great. It's it's just it's everything that I would expect from a regular Pilsner beer brew. Well, cool. So yeah, 
Well, that's there. You have it. Um, the Grolsch Pilsner and the Raspberry Wow from Highwire Brewing. Give them each a try, and if yeah. if you're into Pilsners or you you know, or you're just interested in trying something different, go go for that. Or if you like fruit flavor stuff, go for the Highwire. So, um, we're in a good stretch here where we haven't gone below three and a half in like months. So yeah, we've done pretty well the the last while with with the beers that we found and you know i don't know if that says more about the quality of beer or our lack of knowledge about beer <laughs> could be a little bit of both who knows um i just realized so i i have a beer fridge upstairs where i record and i still have one of steve's <laughs> i still have steve's free time <laughs> brewing beer in my fridge so by the time this releases, I, I will I will try to have drank that so I can let Steve know how much how it, much I it might it. be it might be a little flat at this point. Oh, it was flat when we drank them the first time. <laughs> it's true. So, it's true. He even said it was. Steve, so. we love you. We appreciate you. We're thankful for you. Um, yes, we are. But anyway, we're gonna try to have Steve back on the podcast too. So we should do that. Talk about talk about beer. Yeah. Uh, it, it, here's a funny story. Something that we have done. Um, is uh, when we made the podcast, uh, when we started doing uh, social media handles, um, I was like, you know, there's nothing called Beers and Bible, so surely Beers and Bible will be open on, like, pretty much all social media platforms. Mm -hmm. Instagram, first one we go to, not available. I was like, dude, who the heck has Beers and Bible? Oh, well, Beers and Bible underscore. So that's that's how we got underscore on our name. Well, the other day I was like, I'm going to search who has Beers and Bible. Mm -hmm. So I search, him, search it out. It's a pastor in like London, near London. And, uh, apparently he loves football cause I was scrolling through his Instagram feed and, and he has pictures of like the Titans and, Oh, and he, he, he likes America. He likes American football, American football, not like European football. He likes football. football Is this the guy that messaged us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, yeah, I yeah. followed him. Mm -hmm. I followed him and just, I didn't really say anything. And, and he messaged us back and he was like, beers in the Bible. It's genius. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because because so, I remember when those messages came in because like I answered one, but you also answered one. So like, yeah. Fair warning: if you reach out to any of our social media, we each have access to it, so you might get responses from both of us. It's entirely possible. And and if that happens, then so oh well. He he uh, he made the comment. And he's like, if you ever want to have a Brit on the podcast, just just ring ring the bell. And I was like. <laughs> Then he came back and he's like, wait, that probably didn't translate. Just give me a call. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It was funny. So we may try to set up a, an episode where we actually uh, try to talk with him. Of course, we'd um, have to do it other than 945 on a Thursday night. Well, I don't know because it's like 5 in the morning there. That's so <laughs> Got to do it a different time. <laughs> he can't be drinking at 5 a.m. <laughs> hey, in Europe, you can do whatever you want to. Well, I, in the United Kingdom. I guess, I guess so. So anyway. So we're going to move on. That's enough That's enough of banter and rabbit chasing there. <laughs> um, we're going to head on. We're going to get on into the, the book of Habakkuk. And, you know, the, the more we study this, the, the deeper we're going to go into it and, and the longer it's going to take us. We may spend like six months in the book of Habakkuk. Who knows? But it's so good. It's it's worth talking about. It's so applicable uh, to today. So we want you to stick around and join us. We're going to talk through uh, Habakkuk's second complaint tonight, verses one twelve through two one. 
little section, but but it's man, it's jam packed. So stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're uh, we're ready to jump into our uh, continue our study in Habakkuk. Um, it's been really eye opening, especially for me. Um, I don't know if I've ever done a study beginning to end of Habakkuk, which seems like silly because it's so short. Um, but it's really been good to see um, the nuggets of truth that are in Habakkuk, um, and it's a good, uh, I guess, a good reminder to me to for how I can approach God in my prayer life, um, but also be able to trust him with the res- with how he's going to respond, even if it's not especially how I'm expecting him to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of a roundabout tangent, but there you go. Um, so we're going to start tonight. We're going to read... Um, chapter 1 verse 12 through chapter 2 verse 1 and i'll read i'm reading from the holman christian standard um feel free to follow along uh grab your bible and and follow along so here we go um and so this is uh habakkuk praying to god um are you not from eternity yahweh my god my holy one you will not die lord you appointed them to execute judgment my rock you destined them to punish us Your eyes are too pure to look on evil, and you cannot tolerate wrongdoing. So why do you tolerate those who are treacherous? Why are you silent while follows up one who is more righteous than himself? You have made mankind like the fish of the sea, like marine creatures that have no ruler. The Chaldeans pull them all up with a hook, catch them in their dragnet, and gather them in their fishing net. And this is why they are glad and rejoice. That is why they sacrifice to their dragnet, And burn incense to their fishing net. For by these things their portion is rich and their food plentiful. Will they therefore empty their net and continually slaughter nations without mercy? And then chapter 2 verse 1. I will stand at my guard post and station myself on the lookout tower. I will watch to see what he will say to me and what I should reply about my complaint. That's almost kind of like a mic drop right there. Yeah. You know Habakkuk, Habakkuk right here. He's he's throwing it out. So so we had his first complaint <clears throat> last week, and God's response. You know, he's he's crying out for help. He's telling God, you know, when are you going to respond to me? Why are you why are you silent? And God basically looks back at him and says, "I'll use whoever I want to to bring judgment on whoever I want to for any reason that I want to, mm-hmm. because it's my justice and it's and it, and it's satisfying my glory." is what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And so Habakkuk's like, all right, cool. You want to talk about your glory? And then he just, he rolls into this thing and, and you can pick it up really straight in verse 12, you know, and this is coming off of God's response. Uh, it, it's almost like, it's almost like a child responding to a parent when they think they have the parent trapped. Yeah. Like they, they think they've caught the parent 
and and he's like, well, aren't you this and aren't you that? Mm-hmm. And, and he he lists off all these characteristics um, uh, that are are central to the character of God. Aren't you everlasting? Aren't you holy? Aren't you our rock? Aren't you pure? You know, it, and it's almost this this like mocking mm-hmm. type of tone, yeah, that he uses. And so and and then you know when you get to the end of two verse one, he's like. It's like he's done. He's like, all right, ball's in your court. Let's see what you got. Yeah. I think in the in the book that we're using to kind of go along with this, um, they point out that chap, uh, chapter 1, verse 12, is almost like Habakkuk's looking at God with hand, with his hands on his hips, like, you're going to use the Babylonians? Really? Like, yeah. like it's almost yeah. like a sarcastic kind of thing. And, and, and something that um, they referenced Francis I. Anderson that he pointed out, and he says that Habakkuk doesn't approach God with courtesy and respect. And he poses this question, and I want to ask this question to you. Are you aware of anywhere else in the Bible where someone is talking to God in this, like, almost mocking tone, like, after God has just responded to them? Like, God told Habakkuk exactly what's going to happen, and Habakkuk mm-hmm. is going back to him and is like, are you sure that's how you want to do it? I can't believe that you're going to use them. Um, yeah. aren't you eternal? Aren't you holy? Like, like it's almost like a, like a back. It's trying to use the characteristics of God to challenge God, to change his mind. Yeah. The, the only other one that kind of pops up into mind, which, which I haven't, I haven't dove deep into the minor prophets like we're doing here with Habakkuk, mm-hmm. but the one that pops to my mind is Jonah. Um, you know, when he goes to Nineveh and God saves Nineveh like God said he was going to do, mm-hmm. basically Jonah goes and pouts under a tree. Yeah. You know, and so it's it's not exactly the same because because in this one God's bringing judgment whereas in the other in the other one God is actually saving people and Jonah's Jonah is actually mad because he doesn't feel like the the Ninevites need to be saved. Right. You know, and so whereas here God's using people to judge, but he's actually using evil to judge Judah. Yeah. His people. And so, yeah. yeah, he's he's judging his people with evil. He's mm-hmm. using evil to judge yeah, his yeah. people. Um and so so there there is some parallel there between Jonah and actually on uh, on one of my notes I wrote out here to the side of it, I was like, This is a lot like Jonah mm-hmm. uh, when you get to chapter two, verse one, where he's like Okay, I'm going to stand here, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and and you're just going to go do your little God thing, and and I'm just going to be over here. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's a very similar attitude to what Jonah had, where he's like, "All right, you just go save the Ninevites, and I'm just going to be pouting under this tree when you get done." Yeah, you know, it's like a whole like I'm I'll do what you tell me to do, but I'm not going to be happy while I do it. Exactly. And, and after you're done doing the thing that you're you're doing, I'm gonna, you know, sulk off it and just be. <laughs> <laughs> just be a just be a jerk about it. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, so and it's not to say that I'm not trying to say like Habakkuk's in the right, but he's also not necessarily in the wrong here. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, like as believers, we have that freedom to come to God and be like, God, are you sure? Like, I I'm I'm trusting you. I just like help me understand what you're doing. And that's almost kind of where where Habakkuk is. You know, yeah. he's he's in this place of, you know, 
you know, we talked about it being kind of an, an accusatory, almost sarcastic tone as we read it. But as he goes yeah. on, it it almost feels like Habakkuk's coming coming around to the point where like, you know, I don't understand. Help me understand. Like I yeah. like like, and we'll, we'll get to this get to this later. But Habakkuk's deep faith is pushing him to long for a deeper understanding of what God is doing. Oh yeah, this is this is a a classic struggle with reconciling your theology mm-hmm. to the reality of what God is. Yeah. You know, so many times we, we think of theology as this like perfect little pretty box and everything is perfect and everything fits exactly like it's supposed to. But, you know, we have to remember that in the end, theology itself is is still flawed because man is, is undertaking the task of theology. Theology, if you break it down, um, you got theo or theos, which is God, and, and logic, ology, comes from logic. So it's the study of God. Mm-hmm. And, and because it's, it's man-centric by nature, because man is, has, has undertaken the task, it's going to be flawed. That's why we have Calvinism, Arminianism, uh, Wesleyanism, Methodists, Baptists, Presbyterians. You know, that's why, we, because these people have done, and they've come to different conclusions. Does it mean that God is any different? No, it doesn't mean that. It just means that people who have undertaken the task have said, I believe this is what the Bible is teaching. And other people have said, I believe this is what the Bible is teaching. And there are certain doctrines that we hold that are core or fundamental. You can't say you're a Christian if you don't believe these. And and I would limit that to the Apostles' Creed. Whatever's in the Apostles' Creed is, is the definition of orthodoxy. Anything above that is is... Let's let's discuss it. You know, let's let's talk about Calvinism versus Arminianism. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about sprinkling versus dunking in baptism. Let's talk about all of these things that are not essential for salvation, and and that's really where Habakkuk finds himself. You know, he finds himself in this this position where God is doing something that is obviously, and he has to admit that it is a work of God. You know, mm-hmm. and and I think later in verse two, or, or yeah, later on in chapter two, he's going to be like, "I know you're doing this, but I don't like it." Yeah, and so you're having to reconcile your theology. God, you're pure, you're holy, you're just. I because of that, I think this should be your response. But the reality is, God doesn't respond to that. You yeah. know, if, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna throw a grenade into this conversation, I'd say many Christians were were thinking that Donald Trump was going to be the answer to the prayer. But then Joe Biden gets elected. Right. You know, how are we supposed to respond to that? Well, we're supposed to respond to that the way that Habakkuk is. It's a struggle. We don't we don't deny that it's a struggle. Yeah. But we look at what the reality is and we say, all right, where is God moving right now? Mm-hmm. How is he using Joe Biden to move and to work and to accomplish his will for his glory? Right. And how can I be a part of that? Yeah. You know, it's, it may give Christians an opportunity to stand up in truth and love and oppose evil. Right. But, you you know, we have to be able to do that the right way. And and, and that's where, that's really where Habakkuk is, is kind of coming into this. And that's where this is so applicable uh, applicable for today. You know, one, this, I underlined the sentence there in, in one, of the, one of the paragraphs. It says, Habakkuk first has to resolve in his own mind and heart that these things are real and that God has actually determined to employ Babylon against his people. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, let, let's, let's apply that to today. The things that are happening are determined. God has determined them. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about in none of this is Babylon ever portrayed as being good. It's, it's very clear that evil is being used to further the glory of God. Yeah. They, they, God is using Babylon as a tool to discipline his people because yeah. they have fallen out of covenant with God. And, yeah. and, it, and it's a good reminder for us that God doesn't see like God doesn't see your what you think minor sins in any mm-hmm. different light than the major sins of others. Yeah. And we as believers, I think we need to stop comparing ourselves based on, well, I don't sin as bad as that person or I sin worse than this other person. Like, like that's a terrible way to look at like everything because God doesn't look at murder and lying as different tiers of sinning. Yeah. Like sin is sin in God's eyes. One is not more damning than the other. Yeah. Um, it, it- if you go to the book of the Romans, it doesn't say for the wages of murder is death and the wages of lying is six months in purgatory. It, it, there's not a laundry yeah. list of sins and what the what the punishment is for those sins. It says for the wages of sin, mm-hmm. period, sin. Yeah. For the wages of sin is death. Lying is a sin. You know, murder is a sin. But all But the wages of that sin, the cost of that sin is death. Yeah. And, and so, you know, the the liar's sin is covered by the blood of Jesus. The way the murderer's sin is covered by the blood mm-hmm. of Jesus. The way that the adulterer's sin is covered by the blood of Jesus. Like the only thing that saves us is the blood of Jesus. And and you know this is a good reminder that you know Habakkuk's concern is the Babylonians are terrible people. Why are yeah. they being used to bring judgment on God's people? And God is yeah. like. Y'all haven't been particularly uh, faithful in my in your relationship with me. Mm-hmm. This is go- this is a wake up call for the people of of uh, Judah. So yeah, um, yeah, it it is, and and that mindset, taking that mindset and and continuing to roll it to the next verse, which is verse thirteen. You know, you have verse twelve. He kind of comes out of the gate swinging. And he's like, aren't you this? Aren't you that? Aren't you this? And then because he lists all of that stuff, he picks up in verse 13 and he says, um, you who are pure of eyes that cannot look at evil and cannot look at wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, God, God is so pure that he cannot tolerate evil. Now, under understand here, that doesn't mean that he can't use that evil to bring about his perfect justice. Yeah. I, this isn't the first time that he's doing this. Uh, no. The the book uses Isaiah, I think, as an example of mm-hmm. another time where God used evil to bring about judgment. Um, or used evil people to bring about judgment. So, um, But that's to discipline his people because they haven't been faithful to God, because they haven't been doing the things that they... No, that they know they should be doing um and we're guilty of that still today we're we're still guilty of of falling into the the trap of not doing the things we know we should be doing yeah exactly so so we if we if we kind of keep walking through this and and we keep stepping just verse by verse through this thing so verse 12 
he sets up God as, as this thing in verse 13. He's saying because of this, he, I mean, in, in, in some reality, Habakkuk is really building a type of apologetic here. He's building mm-hmm. an argument. Yeah. So verse 12, he lays out, God, this is who you are. And then verse 13, he says, now because of who you are, this should be your response. And then, and then that really gets into almost the meat of his complaint here in verses 14 through 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to reread verses 14 through 16 because it's so good and it's so deep about how Christians should be responding and how Christians should be reacting to when evil is used for the glory of God. Okay. Um, you make mankind like the fish of the sea, like the crawling things that have no ruler. He brings all of them up with a hook. He drags them out with a net. He gathers them into a dragnet, so he rejoices and is glad. Therefore, uh, get my eyes focused here. Therefore, he sacrifices to his net and makes offerings with the dragnet. For by them, he lives in luxury and his food is rich. Mm. Now, all of that sounds really weird and all of that sounds odd why did why did he go and start talking about fishing you know um but what the the comparison that that uh habakkuk is making right here is that god can do whatever he wants to do with his creation because it's his creation it's 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 like uh it's like a software you know if we're if we're going to bring this to modern times it's like a software manufacturer saying you know this is what I intended to do with my software, so I'm going to use it to do that. Or he can say, you know what? I'm going to go a completely different direction with this with this software. Mm-hmm. But, but because I'm the creator, I can do whatever I want to with it. I can change it. I can make it be whatever I want to make it to be. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and what I was going to point out is, so your version, the version that you read, what which is what version of the Bible? It's the ESV. Okay. So, um, and I actually had that pulled up i thought it was esv but i wasn't sure so 14 says you make mankind like the fish of the sea um habakkuk 1 15 he brings them all up with a hook the he he's talking about in 15 and 16 and 17 isn't god it's the babylonians yeah the babylonians are the ones that are um pulling up all the cre all the mankinds in in their nets and so when he's talking about that, you know, Habakkuk is basically saying, look, Babylon's success is is what they're longing for. It's it's what they are striving for. It's what they worship. Um, yeah. And that's the end of my point. <laughs> well, it's and, and it's a good point. It's a good point. And that is, and I've said this multiple times on this podcast, that is the heart of man. It is a perpetual idol factory. Mm-hmm. You know, we desire to build ourselves up. We desire to make us look good. The, you know, that is that is the sin nature, what, what theologians would call original sin. Mm-hmm. It is the nature of us to want to seek our own glory and our own good in contradiction to seeking God's glory and God's good. And until there's a, a work of the Holy Spirit... Uh, until there is a change wrought by the Holy Spirit, we do not have the ability to basically turn to faith in in Christ. Yeah. And so, you know, 
some people are going to disagree with me on that point, and and that's fine. We can discuss that, but the 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 foundational truth there is that the Holy Spirit is the one doing the work. Mm-hmm. And does that mean that people won't do good things? As far as the perspective of the world is concerned, if a guy helps an old lady across the street, is that a good thing? Yes, that's a good thing. But if he's helping an old lady across the street because he sees a cute girl watching, and that's the only reason he does it is to try to impress that cute girl to try to get a date with her. We've just changed our perspective on the motives of that guy helping the old lady across the street. Yeah, yeah. And so... You know, we can't assume that just because we perceive something to be good, that it is good. And we also can't assume that just because we perceive something to be bad, that it is bad. Right. I.e. alcohol, smoking (laughs) pipes and cigars. Um, But, I mean, you're right. You know, you think about, you know, if if you don't believe that people are idol factories, that, that we are perpetually making new idols in the fall... On Saturdays, I challenge you to find five you know who don't have a team that they pull for religiously. Yeah. I challenge you very I, – I, I'm, I'm dead serious. I challenge you. And, and if you do, then uh, you might need new friends is all I'm and saying. And also, <laughs> we, are, we are rejoicing in the common grace of NCAA college football coming back. Yes. yes. I mean, by the time this episode releases, it will be several weeks old news, and people will be like, we don't know what you're talking about. But yeah. um, just for the record, Anthony, I challenge you to an online match um, at some point when that game comes yes. out, which I saw will not be until at least 2023. Which is sad because that means I'm going to have to wait that much longer. But, but there the good news is, and this is a tangent, and we need to get back on track. <laughs> but you mentioned it. I did read somewhere that there will probably be pressure to put them on current console, so like, not the not PlayStation Five or whatever. Yeah. So like, um, Xbox One and PlayStation Four might might have the NCAA yes. game. I'm. I'm going to wait and see because whatever console you can get the it, game is what you're going to get. I, I told, I'm buying that console. I told my wife I'm going to have to buy a new console, I think. <laughs> but by then, maybe there'll be an, another new console. I don't know. So anyway, back to Habakkuk. <laughs> back to Habakkuk. So, We've created an idol, and we need to get rid of that. Um, but Speaking of idols. Yeah. So Speaking of idols. But, so... Um, I just I want to read this paragraph because it's such a good paragraph and it's and it hits exactly on the point that you were just making right there. Um, talking about making idols, it, this this paragraph from the from the Christ centered exposition commentary it says this. It says in today's world there is no shortage of people who worship the work of their own hands. Their success is their god. Like the Babylonians, they have exchanged the truth of God for a lie and they worship and serve created things rather than the Creator. I'm going to point you right there to Romans chapter 1 and John chapter 1, who is praised forever, and then he notes Romans 1.25. People were created to worship God only, but if they refuse to worship him, they will certainly worship something or someone. Yeah, I mean, mean, in the church, what we just saw in November or October or whenever— Whenever it ramped up election time, you had conservative Christians low-key worshiping Donald Trump. Yeah. Or maybe not low-key. Maybe they were pretty blatant about it. And, yeah. And, you know, God wasn't surprised by the outcome of that. 
and and we need to re- and if you are someone who's still holding on to the the hope that Donald Trump could still get back in office, you need to wake up. <laughs> by this time, it's been all. By the time this comes out, it'll be it'll have been six weeks almost since Biden yeah. was inaugurated. Get over it. Yeah, it, move on. There, find something else to do with your like. Read the Bible. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> but but there are people who get so caught up in worshiping, and, and and people who mean good, or people who do truly love Jesus, but they allow things like their work or their kids or their spouse or their yard or whatever it is. They work. Yeah. They worship having the perfect thing or, or being yeah. having something that they're proud of. And I'm not saying that being, you know, your kids involved in stuff is, isn't bad, you know, or, you know, wanting a pretty yard or having a, having nice things isn't bad, but when they become the things you, pers- you seek after you you yeah. pers- you pursue those things. I think Habakkuk here is trying to say like, don't be like the Babylonians, the Babylonians, yeah. God used them to bring judgment on his people and they were terrible like the Babylonians were awful. Yeah. They they did not worship God. They 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 destroyed. We covered that last week. Um it's important to realize that in in the economy of God might does not make right. Mm. And and just because somebody is in power does not mean that they're correct. And and so, you know, just because Donald Trump was in power does not mean he was God's anointed man or, you know, he, he had this special thing about him. God put him there. Yes. God used him for his purposes and for his glory. God is also going going to put or has already put Joe Biden in there. And God is going to use Joe Biden for his purposes and for his glory, regardless mm-hmm. of our perception and our perspective on what we think it is. Yeah. Now, it's it's our job to oppose and stand for truth where we need to oppose and stand for truth. But it's also our job to love and to to be a light to the people who need the gospel. Yeah. And and let me tell you something. People like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris need the gospel desperately. Yeah. I was just thinking it's it's funny how we we poke fun at people who say, you know, people who don't read the Bible who say things like judge not lest you be judged and they take stuff way out of yeah. context. I think there are believers who do that same thing. Oh, or, or 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 not even believers that not necessarily do the same thing, but they'll um conveniently ignore things that say like oh, yeah. pray for your leaders and and you know, encourage them and 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 be. I don't want to say like uplifting of them, but when, if and when Joe Biden does something good, it would behoove a a religious leader to to condemn not condemn, uh, commend him for it. Yeah, I, I just got so used to saying condemn Joe Biden. That's what happened there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't cancel us. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, if if Joe Biden does something good for Christians, the first people to be thanking him for it should be believers. Yeah, yeah. You did this one thing, and it was good. Yeah. Do more of that yeah. stuff. You know. And, and 
But but he, but regardless of but regardless of what he does, pray for him. Yeah, you're com- you're. I'm just gonna throw this out there. It is a biblical command for you to pray for for Joe Biden. And if you don't believe me, go read the books of First and Second Timothy. Okay, because it is it is an absolute biblical command. And and I think I've shared on the podcast before. Of, of a time when I served in a church and when I started working at this church, um, Barack Obama was president. And while I was at the church, uh, Donald Trump was elected. And we had, when we took up our offering every week, we had one of our deacons that would pray over the offering and they had a list of certain things. And, you know, one of the things on that list was to pray for our elected officials and all this. And so, you know, it was when Obama was in office, it was always, uh, and God bless our president, amen. You know, but when Donald Trump got elected, it was, and God, we thank you for providing for us such a godly and commendable president, and we pray that you would keep him safe, and we pray that you would bless him, and you would give him wise counsel, and you would, you know, it, it was obvious mm-hmm. that, that there was this there was this bias, this built-in bias for a, a political candidate that favored your political positions. Yeah. And... The Bible doesn't say pray for the political leaders that are that you favor. It says pray for your leaders, period. Yep. And so I don't care if you didn't vote for Joe Joe Biden. I don't care if you didn't vote for Donald Trump or you did vote for Donald Trump or you did vote for Joe Biden. The biblical command is to pray for your leader, period. It's not to get on Facebook and mock him and get on Facebook and talk about what a loser he is and get on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and and just berate, 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 because guess what? You're making yourself into the biggest hypocrite possible mm-hmm. when you do that. Yeah, in case you're wondering, the scripture we're talking about here is 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, and I'm just going to read it because I have it pulled up. Um, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions— that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved to the knowledge of the truth. Boom. Yeah. It, it is doesn't good. get much simpler yeah. than that. God says, the, the Bible says it is good when you pray for your leaders. It doesn't say it is good when you pray for your leaders that happen to agree with your uh, your uh belief system or or your your political your political stance yeah 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 we we have so so many times conflated our political worldview with our christian worldview that we think one is uh one is defining of the other one and that is not true yeah like like we so. said so, like we said several times and not to get stuck into the political thing but there are people who love Jesus who voted for Donald Trump. There are people who love Jesus that voted for Joe Biden. There are people that love Jesus that voted for Joe Jorgensen. There are people that love Jesus that voted for Kanye. You know, um, <laughs> I voted for Kanye. No, I didn't vote for Kanye. He wasn't on the ballot, unfortunately. And, <laughs> and you know, that their vote doesn't define them. They're death. They're defined by what Jesus has done yeah. for them. Yeah. And so instead of chastising people who vote differently than you why don't we try to have a conversation about 
why they feel that was the best, why they feel they vote, yeah. they needed to vote that way or why they feel mm-hmm. we shouldn't have voted that way. It, instead of chastising people, I feel like we should be trying to have more conversations, but that's not, I don't think that's the goal of, I don't think anyone's trying to have conversations yeah. with anyone right now. If, if the nation of Judah would have turned in on itself when the Babylonians were, were bringing judgment on them, and said, you know, you're the reason, and you're the reason, and this is the reason, and blah, 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 that, that would not have solved any problems. Right. You know, but when they said, you know what, God is bringing this judgment on us, why is he bringing this judgment on us? For what reason? What are we supposed to learn? What are we supposed to take from this? You know, why is Joe Biden president? Well, maybe he's president so that we can have something to point at as Christians and say, Here's why I believe that Joe Biden is wrong on this topic. Boom. Yeah. Lay it out. Make your argument. Use use scripture to support it. That's that's the the lesson that Habakkuk is going to get to as we get further further down in this. And it's the same lesson that Job learned and it's the same lesson that Jonah learned and it's the same lesson that every person in all of the recorded scriptures that learned their lesson learn. Yeah. God is going to do what God is going to do, the way God is going to do it, and there's nothing we can do to change what God is going to do. Mm-hmm. So we need to learn to look at it, realize it, and point ourselves in a in a direction that says, I'm here to give glory to God, period. Yeah. So Yeah. Good. That's 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 really how the this this ending of Habakkuk comes in right here, you know, verse seventeen. Is it is this going to be the end? Is this going to be? Uh, is this wickedness going to continue? You know, we're going to get to that as as we get onto it. But but as we end Habakkuk's complaint tonight, will God continue? That's where that's where we're going to leave you on a cliffhanger. Will God continue to let Babylon succeed? Will He allow their wickedness to go unpunished? You know. It's a question that we can ask as Christians. Is God going to allow this, you know, blatant, seems like, disregard for the, the teachings of Scripture mm-hmm. to go unpunished? The, the reality of it is, let me, I'll just go ahead and skip to Revelation. No. It, no. Judgment is coming. Right. Judgment will come. And, and that, is the, that is the victory that Christians stand in. Yeah. We don't, we don't claim victory right now. Because we, you know, we're, we're these great culture warriors. We claim victory because the blood of Christ has paid the penalty for sin and has reconciled us back to God, period. Yeah. And, and so judgment will come, and it will be perfect and exacted judgment, and we don't have to worry about that. That's the other good part about it. We don't have to worry about it. It's yeah. not our job. We're not God. Yeah. Th- those who deserve judgment will get their judgment. Those who deserve um, or actually, no one deserves uh, grace, but those who no. receive it will receive it. Because of the merits of Christ. Yeah, because of Christ and nothing else. Yeah. So there's uh, yep. there's where we're going to leave you with Habakkuk tonight. Cliffhanger. Uh, cliffhanger. Next week we will pick up uh, with really the, the central argument of, of Habakkuk chapter 2. Um and, and living by faith, and then we'll, we'll dive into 
the woes. Yeah. The woes will be coming in next week. Yeah. So. And if you're and if you're interested to get ahead, you can go ahead and read uh, Habakkuk chapter two. Yeah, basically all of chapter two. We we're going to try to cover all of chapter two next yeah, week because we will definitely cover all of chapter two next week. <laughs> Jk, we probably won't. <laughs> so, Michael, where can they find us on the medias of socialing? We're not on Parlor, by the way. That's a weird. Sorry. That's a weird way to put that. <laughs> um, the medias of socialing. Literally, no one has ever said that ever. Um, Someone will go back and find the one time you said it before. Um, we are on Instagram at beers and Bible underscore. You can find us on Twitter at beers and Bible P one. You can find us on Facebook by searching beers and Bible podcast and looking for the logo. I think we'll be one of the like first or second hit there. And then you can also email us at beers and Bible podcast at gmail.com. If you have any uh, questions about anything that we've been discussing, um, or any beer suggestions that you'd like for us to try, you can uh, suggest those, reach out to us, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, we do like interacting with people who reach out, so reach out to us. I had somebody reach out to us this, to me this week uh, via personal Facebook message, but they were asking when the podcast was coming back. So, of course, by the time this comes out, we'll be back like three weeks. So <laughs> this will be a moot point, but... <laughs> to whoever, to the guy who reached out to me, you'll, you've got a less than subtle pot, uh, uh, shout podcast plug out here. <laughs> so, um, but we really, we really appreciate you guys listening and, um, in, in, um, helping us, you know, it, it's encouraging to see when, when people listen to our podcast. Um, and, and by this time, It'll be three weeks in without the voice modulators and the pseudonyms. So who knows? <laughs> who knows how big this thing is going to be? <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. So until next week, enjoy some cold beer. Uh, enjoy the book of Habakkuk. And we will see you later. Peace out.